Oh, man. Well, good evening, everybody. How's it going? We're on episode three. Um, again, we're still learning. It's pretty raw. We're not big tech guys, so you're probably not going to see very much flashiness from us uh, for a bit until we find someone that's knows probably a little more. Yeah, actually knows what they're doing other than pressing, like, the red button, go. Record right. and stop. And stop. we're good. And we're good, yeah. Um, yeah, no, we've gotten good feedback so far. Um, we're really happy with uh, the community that's growing around this podcast. Um, we definitely did some talking, and we definitely agreed that, you know, with every episode, we weren't there to always be a takeaway for you guys. Like, something that we discuss where it just makes you a better person or it... Makes you think of something. Um, yeah, you know, furthers your... Reflect your, on yourself. Exactly. Yeah, a reflection. That's a really good one. So either kind of adding to what you already have, bringing something new to light, or just anything else. And with that, um, we're going to discuss topics that maybe we um, kind of come up. We usually talk about Saturday or Sunday before we do this, and we kind of think about what we'd like to kind of discuss or what thoughts we've had during the week. And then um, on top of that, we just like for you guys to, you know, like... Um, subscribe, share this podcast with others, um, but also comment, um, whether it's on YouTube or DM, uh, send us some DMs um, through whatever page it is, and just kind of, you know, you know, we'll take criticism, no problem with that at all, again, we're just starting out, but also send us things that you would like to, maybe you'd like to hear us talk about, or maybe... Have questions on. Maybe have questions on, so... Um, Anything from... I mean, really anything. Really know? anything. I mean, Obviously, definitely about fitness and, or about veteran stuff or military stuff yeah. or even just... Life. Yeah. I mean... Or common... I mean, current well, events, maybe, but... Yeah, like, what, know, 30... Getting ready to turn 31 in a couple weeks. 30, so, he's he's yeah. about to turn 31. In. I'm about to turn 30, which is just so trippy. I don't know. I mean, for... Th I mean, I guess growing up, you always looked at, like, the 30-year-olds and you're like, you're so old! But like now that I'm almost thirty, I'm like, I'm almost in the best shape of my life. Like, there are some things I can definitely yeah, tighten definitely up. But true. like, I look the best, better than I ever have, even when I was in my twenties. I mean, I was lean, but like, I wasn't built and strong like I am now. Um, I look better. I feel better. My hair's better for sure. I'm still ugly, but um, that you know is what it is. So again, we're almost thirty. So again, I mean, between us, we've got sixty plus years of life. Um, and there's things unique to both of us that we've had to endure and had to go through a lot of personal growth to get to where we are. So if there's ever anything that maybe you guys are struggling with, or maybe you guys want, um, an alternate kind of mode of thinking, just shout us out, you know, what, no, ma no matter what it is. And also like with the situation and what it is right now in the country and, um, some places still being locked down that, you know, the, the thing that we've seen the biggest rise is the rise in anxiety, depression, um, and especially in the veteran community, you know, if, if you have, if you don't know and you're living under a rock, you know, at least 22 veterans a day commit suicide. And whether you're a veteran or not, like if you just need someone to just quickly talk to, say, hey, I'm going through a hard time, like um, I'm usually generally pretty available. Like again, like we, we will help you. You know, we want everyone to, you For know, sure. there's purpose in life. And if you don't know what that purpose is, you know, we can always find a direction for you, you know, we, you know or, or steer you somewhere, you know, just keep your head above water, keep swimming, just don't quit, you know, just don't quit. And if you have anything that, you know, anything you want to reach out to one of us or something and comment or 
whatever. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Kevin Glenn. And I'm uh, at Never Back Down is my personal page, so NVRBCDN, or my fitness page for the gym, which is um, at Phoenix dot fit so f h n x period f i t um sorry i shouldn't do that um but yeah through those or on facebook uh just phoenix fitness and athletics um in um youtube you either have to search phoenix fitness and athletics or marcel blake and you'll find my page which is apparently a reason people can't find the podcast on youtube is they're searching vets and barbells and they're only getting, they're getting nothing. So, yeah. So, on YouTube, you're going to have to, for whatever reason, you have to either search Marcel Blake or Phoenix Fitness and Athletics. So, I'm going to try to sort out why that I'm is. I'm finding it when I type really? in some barbells. Maybe it's just a subscription thing. So, again. That probably is because I am subscribed. So, hmm. another reason to subscribe. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> subscribe, like, share, comment. Again, we're just trying to grow. We're trying to do more for you. And that's not just so we can like, oh, like our stuff so we get money. No, we're just that way <laughs> we're we not our, even monetized. That way we can get our, our our message out there and maybe get more people to kind of also give us more feedback so we can maybe make this better for you guys. Again, we're just trying to grow a community. We're not looking at this as a money maker, like uh, especially with the the times and the climate we're in. Let's just be positive. Let's push forward. So uh, I don't know. So. What was it that you were you were you're kind of wanting us to kind of go over today? Where were you? What were um, your thoughts? I was trying to think of something. Actually, pause. Wait, I'm sorry. So Wait. I did get a comment over the weekend. My bad. Oh. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I got a comment. Um, somebody listened to you know episode one and two, and they had a question on the specific steps I had to go through for me to get certified. So okay. I was certified through NASM or the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, it's one of the more top tier ones. Um, it's definitely a little more pricier. It does have a set time frame that you need to study and then take the test in. So it's, I think it's generally within a year. Um, so it, uh, I paid for it, studied it. Um, I did the one where all everything was digital. There was another price package above that where they send you the books, which I do study better with, but I just didn't have the budget for. Um, so I studied everything online, all the chapters, took the pre-test, took the pre-quizzes, there's even a Facebook group for the NASM um, CPT. There's like a study group. Um, so that was a good resource for people that kind of ask specific questions. Uh, and then I took the test. And then, like I said before, it was just kind of like a pass-fail. Um, there really wasn't a whole lot of steps to it as far as getting certified. But especially with uh, NASM, their big focus um, that you, if you're going to go that route, is um, really pay attention to... Uh, the different modalities uh, or the different ways that you can coach somebody through um, movement corrections. So if somebody has, so what I mean by that is like uh, muscle imbalances. So if you want to do an overhead squat assessment and they're leaning forward too much or they're coming off their heels or they're dipping forward or their with knees, the, or the knees are jacked, um, what that'll essentially teach you generally is there's a chart you know, if this is happening nine times out of ten, it's this muscle is either shortened or imbalanced, and therefore you need to work the posterior side or the anterior side. So either posterior back, anterior front, you know, medial, lateral, whatnot of the muscle groups. So anatomy plays a big portion of, of understanding muscle groups and understanding how they contract. Um, I think we went over this one time that all muscles really contract. Um, but as far as the actual 
um, motion of the exercise, that is a push and pull, but every muscle legitimately is a contracting muscle. You just need to know how to manipulate it. So those are the bigger focuses. Everything is very important. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna go the NASM CPT route, the big area of focus and where they'll try to trip you up is the muscle imbalances. So um, if you have any more questions about that, just reach out. Um, but uh, I feel like that was a shorter answer than probably somebody wanted, but that's essentially all it was. It's pretty much just, you gotta find one that's gonna work for you. NASM was the route I wanted to, oh, that, that was the other thought I had is, there's a lot of other certifications out there. So there's NASM, there's ACE, there's ACSM, there's ISSA, um, there's two more that are kind of escaping me and not to say that they're all at like different tier limits, but like ACSM, um, NASM, and I think ACE are generally, I think there's, an, there's one more, I think that's even a, in that category, but those are the more like top tier ones that if you're going to work and intro your career into a commercial gym, those are generally what you would like to pro provide the employer that certification of. But do your homework, like wherever you want to train out of, go to them first before you pay X amount of dollars, say for a NASM, and see like, hey, what would you prefer or what do you like your trainers to have a base discipline in? If they say ACE, well, just go ACE. Um, I would say that generally a lot of people go either with ACE or ISSA because, especially ISSA, um, that's the Internet, International something strength sport sports and strength association or something uh, it's a lot more strength uh, based which is really cool a lot of people have benefited from it if that's more of your mode but what's really nice about the ISSA is it's at your own pace it's open book and even the final don't worry about it um, even the final is open book so again if you have a super busy schedule it works for you and there's nothing to knock that because the way I look at it is, even though if you come into a job field and say, one dude's got an ISSA and one dude's got a NASM. So on paper, the NASM looks better. However, my personal belief is, what do you do personally as a trainer after that? You know, if someone with the NASM is just kind of like a sandbagger, like, cool, you know, I've got the NASM, but then they don't really help their clients as much or they don't really use those fruits to like have something happen mm -hmm. they don't really use those tools to like provide real influence but yet to do with the ISSA just gets after it so after that after you get your base level cert it's really like what are you doing as a trainer after that I mean that's just my personal my, my personal feel on it again there I got a NASM you know I'm just trying to use it how I can I've add I've I've essentially used that the the NASM certification to add to the tools and experience I already had. Um, did it do a whole lot for me getting the NASM? Yes and no. Um, again, when I first thought I was going to train out of a global gym or a commercial gym, it, it helped a lot. But honestly, after I was in a commercial gym setting for like five to six months, I realized like, just wasn't my jive. Um, and now that I own my own gym and I train my own clients and I've been able to prove that I know what I'm doing and I train a ton of online clients and I think I've actually got a guy right now that he's looking at either paying ahead for 
three or six months at a time because I've trained him before and you know he's coming back um, you know it's it's there and so it's for me now it's it's a 50 50 do I want to stay certified just to stay certified and say I am or do I just want to say screw it I know what I'm doing people know what I'm doing and I'm gonna let my work you know speak for itself at this point so it's a catch-22 that you have to weigh on a personal level I'm not gonna tell you what to do um, but it's kind of like you just have to make the best move you can without burying yourself in a credit hole um, and what can you do to further your career post certification so that's just kind of that so again that was a comment made by a viewer um, and that's it that's that, that'll be me laying off that question now so again sorry I interrupted you but no, you're good. I did want to address it so thank you for that that viewer that that commented and reached out we'll do it okay so continue alright so we were discussing about um, a, a de an interesting topic that might be worth hitting on is um, personal growth. Like, who were you in high school? I just <laughs> like how I like to put it. Like, who were you like at, at the end of high school compared to who you are ten, five years after high school to ten years after high school to however you, you, it might have been for you? Because um, no one's the same. Mm-mm. I'm not no. gonna be. I'm not gonna be the same person I am right now. Five years from now. Yeah. I mean, some of me, yeah, is gonna be the same. Some of those core values are gonna stay the same, but there are certain things that yeah. your perspective is gonna change on, or yeah. things are gonna. Life events are going to change you. Mm -hmm. I think the big. I I loved what you just said right there. I'm gonna add to it. Um, the biggest thing we need to realize that as a human race. There's two things that, that everybody shares, regardless of race, color, religion, culture, and you know, whatnot, is we're all human, and human nature at its core is, is dangerous. If, if we can't band together and find common ground, you know, we're, we're, we're very destruction related. Two is, oh, I just lost it, gosh dang it, my ADD. Um, oh, that's what it is, going back to a, a training, is the human body is, is completely adaptable mentally and physically no matter what it is my my personal like uh doctrine of blake here is we as homo sapiens can adapt faster and more efficiently than any animal on the face of the planet and we can we can just do it quicker you think you think about animals it takes them multiple generations to adapt to a new environment like if they get if they get displaced somewhere you know, you're saying you've just messed up the food chain. You've messed you've messed up the the, the predator. Like who's the predator and who? You know, again, it goes back to food chain. But who they got to watch out for? The foods they can and cannot eat. Where they can hide. Where they can build. It takes them so long to try. I mean, they have to fear. However, you drop a human being and displace them somewhere else. They're like, well, crap. I just got to get after it. Like I've got I've got to, you know, survive or die. You know, if you came from, you know, if you were say a tribe living in the Midwest Plains and all of a sudden you get displaced to like northern Montana or like Alaska, well you're like, well crap, well I'm gonna start hunting some freaking bears or, you know, some furry animal and I'm gonna start making coats and I'm gonna start making thick moccasins, like it's it's adapt or die. Mm -hmm. You know, and so as far as personal growth goes, in the modern sphere today, we have to remember that you're not gonna be the same person and you shouldn't you need to understand that you need to grow. 
need better yourself. You need to exactly. You need to better yourself. You need to not have to like. I, I just. It's so. This is why I'm off Facebook for a lot of things. Is people almost get mad at each other because it's like, oh, you're not the same person you were in high school. It's like, well, I don't want to be the same person I was in high school. Like, why should I be? Like, what is it? I mean, also, what is it to that other person that I have to stay the same for you? Yeah. So for me, so to to go to the first part, part of your question, for me, in high school, I was severely introverted. I was bored in high school. I didn't like it. I mean, I had friends, but it wasn't like I was going out all the time. I wasn't always, you know, invited out. Honestly, I just wanted to go to school, do my thing, come home and be left alone. I, I just, I didn't care for it. I wanted out of high school as quick as possible. I just wanted to do my own thing. I've said it before, like my younger brother was the complete opposite. Like he has always been, even to this day, very extroverted, extremely social, very likable personality. Now to quickly segue for myself, like again, I, I went from severely introverted to now, I, I'm still an introverted person. I like my time doing my things my way, which I think a lot of people do. Um, you need that you time. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people realize that, especially later in life, when, when it's so busy, you've got work or multiple jobs, you know, you've got a family, kids, just as an individual, you just you need to go have a breath of fresh air. Like this morning, key part and example, like I'm usually here at the gym about 4.30, 5 a.m. in the morning by the time I drive in. Today, I just I just needed a quiet walk. I just needed to just go out for like 40 minutes. The weather was nice. I had a hoodie on. Just... Just let the mind go. Just needed that little moment, especially after this weekend was so hectic. But like now, I like my introverted time. I like my my me space. Be left alone. But I'm I'm a lot more social than I've ever been in my life. And it was kind of funny for my family to kind of like see that twist. Um, and it was right as I got to college. Is uh, is I started to kind of like flip the script on myself and just grow a little more. Um. So that was like me up to college, like that was my shift. So I'll let you kind of go into like more of, I guess, who you were in high school to maybe when the flip happened for you, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Maybe those instances that occurred. Um, when I was in high school, I was wild. <laughs> I mean, I really was, and you know, I I still got my, a lot of close friends still, and you know, I have to this day that are from high school. You know, when they think, oh. Yeah. Kevin, oh, that dude's crazy. That dude's wild. And then now, like, if I go to hang out and go party and stuff, like, yeah, I'll still go out and, you know, party with people, go to a party and do a bunch, you know, where there's a bunch of drinking, but I'm not, I don't, yeah, I'll still drink, but I'm not the guy who's going to be, like, slaying them down, get sloshy, doing stupid shit, mm. you know, like, Good example, like if you, you watch like a you know a high school party movie or something like that. Oh, they're all getting sloshed. Always, yeah. Well, then there's always that one crazy dude that decides to get up on the second floor, up on the roof, mm-hmm. on a two story home, home, and jumping off of it into the pool, you know, doing something crazy like that or something. Mm-hmm. I that was me. I was that dumbass. Yeah. yeah. And um, I did a lot, you know wild wild stuff growing up but now it's like um, I mean I, I still like to have fun yeah. but I don't get stupid and crazy like I used to I've definitely calmed down a lot and I wouldn't I mean 
yeah, having kids, do you know, that is kind of part of it, but I was already calming down before then and stuff. Um, I would say, like, my wife has helped, you know, being with my wife has really made me kind of re-look at my life mm -hmm. and, and stuff. Um, but, I mean, even after high school, you know, I got into service and stuff, I was still... I was the wild one. Yeah, so I'm gonna we're, we'll tap on that real quick. So, in my experience, if you don't have a habit yet or a vice as far as substance is like alcohol, tobacco, whatever, the military is not the place to start that. Yeah, at all, because it's it's an extremely stress driven environment, especially in more of the high tempo areas that, or just in, in actually just the overall boredom sometimes just the the hurry up and wait or the standby time it's you, you stand have nothing by to stand by stand by to stand by <laughs> um you're just so bored that well what's everyone else doing oh let's throw a dip in or like well let's just smoke them if you got them kind of thing and like look i, I i'm not not like me personally it's just it's never been that's just never been my 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 thing you mm -hmm. know and i've gone this far in life and i was 24 when i joined and everybody's like said like you know if you haven't started freaking drinking or smoking or dipping you're gonna start pretty soon and in my head i was just like i haven't needed it up to this point why would i need it now you know what i mean yeah. and again i'm not i'm not saying that to knock against anyone that does because you gotta just that was that's what i decided very early on in my life i made a very conscientious choice very early that one i didn't want to or i shouldn't and then later in life that involved to well, why you know, like, even, you know, with both my units I've been with, I'll still go out with my boys. They'll, they'll, they'll have their fun. All I ask is, you know, if they're going to buy drinks, just buy me a Red Bull or buy me a Bang or, you know, maybe I'll drink, drink, bring my own and I'll be DD. I don't care. I like having fun with them either way. Like, I think, uh, what the, the quote from the outsiders, um, one of the brothers in there was like, you know, I, I don't get high. I just get high on life. You know, it's and that was something I had to transform in my mind eventually is like stop thinking about myself and what just what I wanted and that little bit of extrovertness can be transformed to just thinking about other people. Mm -hmm. You know, think outside yourself, like how can you be of service to just one other person? You know, how can you know, what can you do for somebody else? And the moment you flip that script, the moment you just kind of open your mind up to another capability you have of just Maybe it's just you just get more friendly. Maybe you just like say hi to people more often, or or maybe you just like, oh, how's your day going? And even if they kind of blow you off, it's it's still like, you know, maybe later on they think of that. It's like, hey, that was actually really nice that that dude like you know doesn't know me, but you know whatever. It's like um, as an example, just popped in my head. Playgrounds. When I take my kids to the playground, like, and this is what gets me about a lot of the discussions happening nowadays, because especially around here, it's it's so diverse, in who goes to a playground or how many people or who they are but the thing is the great unifier are the kids like yeah kids are kids i mean not to say we need to act childish but you know uh, if we could just treat each other with a little more of an open mind of like look we're all different we all got a different mode of or a way of thinking but there are a few unifiers that we share and especially if you have kids the main priority in your life is going to be trying to provide a safe, loving, healthy environment for your kid. 
and 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 if that's hard for you trying to attach yourself to some type of a an organization or another family that can help you with that or you know provide more of a support mm-hmm. for that to be the environment you wish for your kid so when i go to a playground like i don't care who you are i don't care what color you are like if our kids are having a fun time i'm going to talk to you you know like i i don't care i mean I think all kids are cute. I mean, they're goofy. They say the darndest things. They do the funniest things. And especially my daughters, like, some of the stuff they think of, like, I just sit there and I have to shake my head and smile because <laughs> it just, I mean, I'm sure you get the same thing with McCoy and Maggie. Oh, You're man. just like, I don't know where this came from, but you guys are killing me right now. Like, oh, man. So to segue to that, uh, my oldest has the hardest time staying in her bed at night. Like, She's she's just been a horrible sleeper even since like she was a baby, and so I, my wife and I have just been gotten super sick of her climbing into bed with us and us pushing her out essentially putting a like a, a, a blanket pallet on the floor at the foot of our bed. So last night I thought I was a genius. So two nights in a row, my dog, uh, my shepherd, has found some stuffed toy that's been left out. And he's just destroyed it. You know, he just thinks it's one of his toys. So what I thought of is we transitioned my my daughter my oldest daughter from since she didn't want to stay in her bed she started sleeping like in the hall we have this gate that divides like the front half of the house to the back half of the house like where our playroom is and the kids rooms and so she would sleep on essentially the friendly side of the gate and so what I told her I was like hey remember he shredded toys I thought it was I thought I was so smart I was like look you need to be the gate guardian. And she was like, what? What is that? I was like, look, this is a super, super important job. Danny's been shredding toys, right? And she's like, yeah. I was like, look, we cleaned up up there, right? And she's like, yeah. It's like, okay. So you need to make sure this gate stays closed all night. She didn't sleep, did she? You, <laughs> wait. <laughs> so she was like super pumped. I was like, yes, I figured it out. She's like, I got it, dad. Danny's not coming in here, and if I see him, I'm going to tell him to go away. <laughs> so she passes out, which is good, you know, or she kind of falls asleep. Well, the old, the youngest is in her room, and she starts fussing. My wife goes back to take her a, a bottle or a water bottle. Well, she just ends up, my wife's not tall enough to step up the gate. She's, she's height-challenged. I love you, Lexi. You're just a little height-challenged. So she has to open the gate. Well, as soon as the latch, like, clicks, and it's super soft, my oldest bolts up. She's like, Mom! You need to close that gate. Danny cannot get back here. We have, I have to protect these toys. You need to hurry. And so she got up out of bed and like closed the gate and waited for my wife to go give the bottle. She opened the gate for my wife, closed it, latched it, laid back down. I was like, I've got this figured out. I'm the best dad in the world. Well, come 3 a.m., I heard the gate kind of latch, but she, what she ended up doing, she opened it, walked around it, closed it, Look back, and I heard her say, no, Danny. And then came and climbed to bed. And I was like, gosh dang it. Most of the night, I figured it out. So anyway, that's a rabbit hole story. I apologize. But, <laughs> um, but again, it just goes back to like kids. For me, I, I will probably be able to figure out in some way, probably a reflection of the parent's character by the kids. Like how your kids act... And what they say 
is, in my opinion, a direct reflection of the parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, what's that new park in Jeff City? The one with the water and like the huge freaking climbing oh, tower. Oh, we just called the splash pad. The, the, the splash pad, yeah. I, I forgot what this is, but in Jeff City, they just built this new like splash pad water park. The tunnel, little like little ropes, like kids rope course things. It's super mm-hmm. rad. Um, it's all turf, too. It's all turf. It's super nice turf. Well, the first time we went there, there is the, I don't, I, he was probably maybe six or something. But the nicest, most polite young boy or young man, or, yeah, young boy, um, that I've probably come across in like since my kids have been born. I was just mad impressed, and I I was trying to find the parent, and it took me almost the entire hour we were there before the kids were ready, and I finally like saw where because this kid was just he was energetic but not wild. He was mm-hmm. just, just going around, just being super nice and polite. Well, finally I saw him do enough laps. And I finally figured out who the who the dad was, and uh, I just went over to him, and he was probably freaked out. I mean, I'm white; he was black, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, is that your son over there?" And I didn't try to sound like mean about it, and I just saw him be like, I saw him sigh a bit. I was like, "No, no, 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 no!" I was like, "Look, your son was super polite to my daughters. Like, I'm like, whatever you're doing, like as a dad of two daughters, you're you're killing it, dude. Like, what whatever you're doing, it keep doing." And he was like, "Man." It's just the way my mama raised me. I'm just trying to keep it going. I was like, don't stop. Like, whatever you're doing, don't stop. You know? And that's, and, and, and I think for me sharing that, it's more of like, it's pulling back to that personal growth. Again, I don't know that, that man's history. I don't know what came from, but like what he's doing in that moment with his family and what we're trying to do with ours is like, we're going to keep changing and adapting and growing as people. But the, the greatest thing we can be doing is taking the life lessons that we've learned and trying to make sure that like my kids don't repeat my mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not going to flaunt my mistakes as, oh that was a fun like, fun time or you know I mean it it was in some regards, but for them to try to understand like look, yes I had fun, but I made a lot of mistakes. Like I'm not I'm not proud of it. Yeah. And I want you to do better than me. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'll let you kind of take it from there. I've, I've run my suck long enough. Oh, you're good. Um. Yeah, so, like, another kind of, like, to think about, like, personal growth stuff is, like, things you, that is, that either you have done or things that has happened to you, good or bad, changes you. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, even if something bad happens to you, you take something and learn from it and grow from that. Um, you know, I had something pretty crummy happened to me um basically just a really shitty bad breakup with this girl that I thought for sure we were gonna be getting married and everything um and uh yeah she I mean after the whole split up it was rough and rough on me you know she's like was all hunky dory and everything but it was rough on me and I mean, I went down a dark hole, mm-hmm. a really dark hole. Um, I mean, I was, I was drinking every day of the week. I was getting sloshed every freaking day. Um, I started playing with recreational drugs outside of marijuana because I'm all for it. You know, if you want to smoke marijuana, it, I'm cool with that. It should be 50 state legal. I think it's bullcrap. It's not an alcohol. It is, but I was 
way past marijuana. Um, and, you know, I, luckily I was able to come back from that, learn, and I learned from, from, from that, you know, I realized that, I think that had, I mean, not, not I think, I know that had a huge, um, development within my life, like that really changed me into who I am now. I realized I can't let other people affect me in that way. And that just because something bad happens doesn't mean you got to tear yourself apart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not too long after that, um, after I tried to, after I realized what, you know, what was kind of going on, and I was also, I mean, there's, there's, I can go even deeper in it, but I mean, I, I was a bad person for a while. I was. I was a horrible person. Um, you know. So what was your, what was your, what, what dug you out of it? So, the, the what dug me out of part of it, but I didn't stop all of it, was, um, there, we, there was a bad night with a, 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 a bad fight with who I thought was a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and realized afterwards that I wasn't a friend I was a, I was a convenience for him mm-hmm. and um, so that kind of that that was he cause he was the one that got me that introduced me to doing the, the drugs and doing the stupid shit and I mean it was so bad like we every weekend we would get drunk as hell high, drive home, do stupid shit on the way home. Well, I mean, one night we decided after it was, it was like November-ish because um, the cornfields were cut and everything. But we decided, oh, it'd be, it'd be fun to haul ass to cornfield at 100 mile an hour through cornfield. Mm. Like stupid shit, you know, because mm. I just didn't give, I had, I, I had zero fucks given. Mm. Um, but, so that kind of fallout with him kind of straightened me out a little bit. And I had some of my other, my military buddies kind of, because this was all while I was still in the service, too. Mm. So I'm, I'm lucky yeah. as hell I didn't yeah, get caught. Yeah, you, you, you could have been into some bad juju. Um, so I had a couple of military friends that were close to me, um, like my buddy Chris. Um, you know, you were real a lot. You and... and, and, and and T-Bot, you guys were a huge help of pulling me out of that. But I still wasn't, like, I still was, a, I was still a little shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still where someone mouthed off to me. I, I, I wasn't going to get in an argument with them. I was going to, I was going to beat the yeah. frick out of them. Yeah. I, it didn't, I didn't care. You mouth off to me, I'm gonna beat the shit. Gloves off, let's go. It was yeah, yeah. It was zero to sixty on everything. Um, plus, I did have a little bit with um, going on with with my with my from deployment. I got hurt. I had a couple of concussions, and so I did have a little bit of that on top of that with my anger too. But it, I mean, it was still just I was in a bad part of my life. Um, but I started straightening up somewhat, and then. Honestly, 
and this isn't me trying to get some kudo points or nothing with her, but my wife is the reason I was able to become a better person. Mm-hmm. When I met her, I knew it was time to change. Um, I mean, yeah, like, you know, the first night we met and everything, we she liked me, everything was going great, but like, She looked on my Facebook and saw yeah. what I had been and thought I was a total douchebag. Mm. I was able to, you know, fix that. Fix that, yeah. but she she really turned me and you know helped me realize what I was doing, what the way I was was not right. Mm-hmm. And I really started real, you know, paying attention to what I was doing with myself and started changing that. And you know, so she almost became your why, like, like the the why reason why you to straighten out. Yeah, and she was like cornerstone of your why. Yes, and that's that's real. Like, even you know, on the personal side, emotional, mental, or, or even physical, as far as training goes, like the biggest thing I try to you know, one, I had to tell myself early on, and two, I tell my clients is like. Your your reason why you want to change or you want to transform or you want to do whatever or just be a better person is like your why has to be stronger than whatever it is you're currently using or doing because you know those first maybe two weeks you know you're gonna be good you're gonna you're gonna you know just feel better about yourself but like that little dark voice is going to start creeping in. It's and, easy to go back down that rabbit hole. And it's hole. so easy just to say, oh, well, I liked it. It made me happy. You know, I, I've had my own things that I've struggled with in the past, and I still struggle with with certain addictions that I have to stay extremely vigilant with. Otherwise, it's it's just going to pop off again. It's, it's too easy to, like, when stressors get high for you just to, to relapse back into a substance. You know, you see this with uh, drug addicts and, and alcoholism and other addictions out there. It's, you know, it's it's so easy to be like, oh, it's just one drink. Oh, it's just, you know, it's just one hit. It's just one look. You know, it's 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 so easy to, to um, justify. Justification is the greasy slide pull the hill. Um, it's so easy to justify for a momentary happiness where you just need to honestly give yourself some grace know that and wreck it for me i've had to realize that all right i had i had a troubled past or i had a troubled experience i need to recognize it i don't need to shun it that's probably the the worst thing you can probably well my personal opinion i think the worst thing you can do is is trying to shun and almost ashamed yourself of it i think more that the the next level transformation that can happen is recognize it just acknowledge it for for what it is what it was what it did to you and sometimes that that is going to be painful you're going to have to look at yourself and you're really going to have to put yourself in a spot to pony up yep to 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 be to be a man about it to be a woman about it and just say yeah that is what it is but the next level is what am i going to do about it do i want to keep being that person so going back to to let that be the segue for me to then take the trans the the discussion of who we were before and how to flip it. So your reason was why of like, you know, a big key part was your wife Amanda, is you know she literally became that 
that grounding cornerstone to the personal foundation you've built now, you know, because of her. A reason of more than just, I need to change. Yeah. It was more, you know, she gave me more of a reason. I need to change, not just because of what I was doing was shitty. I need to change because I need to be a better person for her. Yeah. So for me, my, my transformation was more mental and internal. <clears throat> like for me, I just realized who I was wasn't going to go anywhere in life. I was going to live by somebody else's rules, somebody else's expectations. And I think the reason I flourished as much as I did in college was it was at that point it was on my shoulders. You know, what am I going to do? Am I, am I going to get bad grades, decent grades? Am I going to, you know, have friends, not have friends? Am I just going to lock myself away? Am I just going to do what I've always done and, you know, have a mediocre, <coughs> joyful experience in life? Or am I going to just like, this is my time, you know? So like my first year at college, I, you know, my brother came to visit me um, at one point during his fall break from high school. So he came out to snowboard out in Utah because it's, it's, darn near the best powder on earth and I was like yeah just come here I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends and he like he like gave me a double check it's like no offense dude but like you have friends like you have like a group like I was like yeah we hang out all the time and he was like who are you <laughs> what have you done um, but it was cool and we actually talked about it uh, this last weekend with a little family chat call but for me it was just it, it's just like I was so tired of being who I was I just it's, I felt like I was just kind of floating through life. I was just kind of, I was letting life act on me and me not act on life. Mm -hmm. um, and part of it was just like, I didn't have a mental toughness. Like I had a, a moral and ethical foundation within my life of what I knew was right and wrong, but I wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah. You know, I wasn't building on it. I wasn't taking it away. I was just kind of like stuck. Um, and so for me, it was just a mental toughness of like, well, am I going to put myself out there or am I just going to be me? Um, and what helped was, you know, actually experiencing relationships, part of it. The other one was just putting myself out there, like attempting to like make friends with people I wouldn't normally have like talked to or made or, or done anything with. And then just talking to, to just people in general, like it's, it's so weird with the current climate of like, like we don't want to talk to people anymore we don't want to look at them because we're all masked up or we're all just trying to like social distance from six feet away which you know if you're passing somebody on the street you're roughly always you know four to six feet away anyway it's, there's nothing wrong with just talking to somebody but um so for me it was just like i had to get out of my shell like i just i had to do something more and you know especially the, this current day and age where it's it's so technologically driven people are you know kids are talking to each other over video games or discord chats or twitch or just there, there's just not as much face-to-face -face anymore and then with what we've experienced where you know my my kid went is going through pre-k um, wow. right now and we're glad that she took to it but she almost like you could tell that when we we sent her there and we watched her through the door like she was kind of sitting there at the table like i don't Slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, like I don't know how to interact. Like I don't know how to like talk with I mean, like it's kids. Like just, just play with the play doh. They're just like you. Just play with the play doh. They're just, just like you. Just, just yeah. Just don't eat it. Just do whatever. Make a goose. Like I don't know. It's a goose. Um, good old Jim Carrey. Um, 
but yeah, that was that was me. So a lot of my my transformation just comes to my mentality of the way I approach something was, I stopped the biggest thing. I stopped caring what other people thought of me. And to a degree, like even as an adult, you still might, especially if someone's close to you, you might still care about you know how you're perceived by somebody because you know you care about that person or you hope they care about you enough to like care about how you're doing in life. But mm -hmm. sometimes that's not the case. Like even the ones closest to you may not really be cognizant of the strides you're going through. And so at the in the at the end, in the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. I don't I don't give two craps about what somebody thinks about what I do. And some of that's more of my like east coast blunt kind of mentality about it. Like I'm going to tell you how I feel about something. And I know where I'm grounded, and I'm still I still have an open mind to learn somebody else's point of view. But if I don't agree with you, I'm gonna tell you I don't agree with you. Yeah. I'm gonna I might even tell you you're wrong, and I'm gonna tell you why. And you may not agree with it, and that's fine. But again, I had to get to the point where I don't like living by somebody else's expectations other than my own and my wife's. I love being able to meet her expectation. You know, even if that's like do the dishes every night, even though I probably do the dishes every other night. You know what I mean? And that's a little thing, but. Um, again, it's, it's just like, I just stopped caring. I just, I got there. How do I want to say this? Um, you will waste so much emotional and mental energy worrying about what somebody else thinks of you. Like th there's no point. Like I've seen people rake themselves over the coals by overthinking about how they're perceived by somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I went through, um, a relationship where for the longest time, it's like, oh man, if I didn't make a, a post on social about something, you know, you know, she'd be like, oh, why didn't you do this? And you know, and so like for the longest time, I lived like, how, how, you know, how am I perceived by my significant other? Like, you know, am I living up to like her expectation? But it was almost like I had to live up to an expectation that was like almost negative. Like it was, it was more draining than it was supporting. And um, eventually, I had to, you know, just. Um, cut that one loose um, and that was kind of like it sounded like your situation it was it was um, extremely tough decision to make for me um, extremely hard on both of us uh, the way it all went about but you know in the end you have to do what's best for you and for me at that time I just realized I just wasn't Superman like I just couldn't keep taking hits and getting back up off the floor I just I, I just got to a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And that was after like a year and a half. And we were uh, almost married. You know, we were close to it. And I just, I, I, I'll admit it, like I called it off. I called it off. And I just said, look, we just, this, this can't happen right now. And then from there, things just, you know, we just went our separate ways. Um, and I hope she's doing, you know, there, there will be come times in my head where it'll pop up. And I just think, you know, I hope she's doing well. You know, I, I, not and I definitely don't desire like really any contact, but mm -hmm. I just I have that thought like I just hope she's doing well, you know that's it. But at the same time, that was that was an extremely hard moment. But out of that, uh, months later, I met my wife, and after a uh, <laughs> a grace period, and then meeting her, um, she was she was just a breath of fresh air for me. Kind of like you, like out of everything I went through, this was a person that was extremely loving very open and extremely forgiving because i am no perfect person 
and I'm still, even after being married six years, almost six years or seven years, uh, you know, I know where the anniversary is. So <laughs> that one you're not going to trip me up on. Um, but just not to say it was a completely flip of personalities, but it was something that like for me I needed. And I realized in the end after dating her for a while that that was somebody that I could I could truly build a strong family foundation with and um, someone that was going to be like an extremely amazing mother. I'm not saying the other person wasn't going to be, but where she and I were um, on individual personality levels, mm -hmm. um, it was extremely hard to see that longer that longer game. And again, I admit to what I admitted to. So, but again, it was it was just a shift of, of transformations of one just stopped caring about whatever what other people thought of me, and that that alone just freed me up from so much worry and doubt, like all all the overthinking. You could be you. I could be me. Yeah, like I could really just breathe, and um, just focus on what I needed to do. Not not in a selfish way, but it's like okay, hey, these are my goals. This is how I'm going to attack it. And even with things I've got going now, like there are things that I do either professionally, personally, or as a hobby that a lot of people don't agree with. And a lot of people have been vocal about how stupid or, uh, you know, stupid it is, or, you know, some other synonym or acronym or synonym there of, of just like, well, look, it makes me happy and I'm doing the best I can. And I'm still taking care of my family and I'm still trying to take care of myself and my business. So what is it any of your business what I do mm -hmm. with my time or my money? Like I'm, I'm not going to, if I get something, you know, if that person gets something new, my first question isn't, well, how much did that cost? I'm always like, dude, awesome. Like when you got your new truck, I was like, bro, sick truck. Not a big fan of red, but hey, <laughs> it was, a, I was happy for good, you. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. It was yeah. good for you. It's like, what, like, what does it matter? What's the, the time or the money somebody spent? How about you just support that person? Like, clearly, that was a big move for them. Like, for you, for getting a new truck. You know, I was like, I know you've been wanting for, you know, some new vehicle. Awesome. You made it happen. Good for you, dude. Like, don't sweat the stupid little things. In fact, where I come from, if you ask more about, like, the money, that was considered, like, extremely rude. I don't know if that's, like, same everywhere else, but, mm -hmm. like, you know, that's kind of like a, like a no-no. Where I come from is just seen as, like, very rude. But... I don't care. You do what you want for the time and money. But where are we at with all this? Yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, that's just my thing. Yeah, my thing was just like let go, let go. You know, um, transform your mentality. Part of it's being mentally tough. You know, you got to take the punches. But the other part is like stop caring. Like stop. Like care, but stop getting so wrapped up. Don't let. Don't let worrying about what other people think yeah. or are going to say about you run you yeah it's, it's got to be yourself mm -hmm. and do what makes you happy yeah. whether other people like it or not yeah and and knowing but yourself don't harm yourself yeah don't harm yourself like but doing yeah, what it, yeah it makes like, you happy you're like yeah drugs don't, can make you happy but that's probably not the thing that you should be doing no it's yeah it's yeah, momentary not everlasting um even if you've been there the last a few days it's it's gonna be bad um but yeah, like just just love yourself and get in, even if it's like you're you're in a transformation spot where maybe maybe you don't know yourself, you know, well get to know yourself. Take time for you. Like, do what you need to do. Take care of your 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 life or your family the way you need to. But take little steps to just solidify who you are as a person. Again, through my transformation, like 
a lot of my ethics and morals, the foundations, I, I, I allowed that to carry me through how my parents raised me to who I was. And then I, as I transformed, I, I let those become my, my foundation block as a person, but I allowed myself personally and mentally transform to who I am. And again, that was just the mental toughness of like, well, life is gonna suck, whatever happens, it just needs to be tackled. You know, like I was telling you, like I, uh, to admit it, like I, during the quarantine, money got tight for my family, but I kept trying to run the gym. I kept trying to work with my buddy part-time. And when those fell apart, I'm like, well, I'm going to get a grocery night stocking job. I had to do something. You know, I'm, I'm not going to roll over and call it quits and just say, well, 2020 is a wash. I'm just going to just not do anything because it sucks. I mean, I was raised to to work hard and do what has to be done. And for me, I was just like, well, even if it's only bringing home $300 every two weeks, I'm gonna work this night stocking job three nights a week. $300 more dollars you didn't have. It's more than I had, you know, coming in. And then now that, you know, things are growing again, I, I said, hey, I don't really need this job anymore. Here's my two weeks if you need me, put it on the schedule, whatever. But like, you just have to do, you have to realize like in the end, when, when push comes to shove, you need to pony up and do what's gotta be done. And that mentality helped carry me into the Marine Corps, where you know the biggest things we were freaking yelled at was, nobody cares about your problems, figure it out, and uh, it'll fit, which was more of a packing thing. So, <laughs> but you know it's just figure it out. Nobody cares about your problems, is and and that just needs to be th- like nobody's going to fix the problem for you. Like you can get some help if you if you hit a roadblock. There's there's nothing wrong about asking for help in the right light, but like the world is only going to get tougher and darker and if you can't prepare yourself to mentally forge the or you know ford those waters you're going to have an extremely hard time and you might drown so just realize that like whatever you got to do now just if something tough like with me if something in life comes and it punches me in the face i'll take a step back i'll take a breath collect myself and then i'm coming back like I'm, I'm getting off the ropes, I'm getting out of the corner and I'm going to come back in and I'm going to attack that problem until I either have a pathway to, to victory or I figure out what it is I need to just squash it right then. You know, and that's just, again, that was part of my flip plus what I've kind of picked up being in the military of just mm-hmm. like, and just what, what they added to me. And, uh, and that's just how I do it, man. It's just, it's, it's different person to person how you get there, but the end result could very well be the same is just you just realize that things are going to be tough but if you're working to better yourself it's going to be positive in the end it's not going to be easy nothing in life is easy or should be easy or even free you're going to work for it but if you work for it that end result is going to mean so much more for you like you're going to really cherish the hard times you went through to get to where you're at plain and simple I got nothing else. Um, well, I just want to be want to say like, um, we we hope that you guys get something from this. Whether it's just like to sit down and listen listen to some people, you know, two guys talk in a in a tiny little office, or if it's like cozy, <laughs> cozy, or if it's hearing this and makes you reflect on yourself. Um, we just hope that people are pulling something from this, and that's why I kind of wanted to go with something a little deep. 
Um, it is kind of a little deep. I mean, I'm sure we could go even deeper on it, but no one wants to sit around after that. Um, no, I, I can only go de- go so deep so quick. But I will say, if anyone is uh, got any like little tidbits they would like to say um, about their experience, feel free to comment. Um, you know, yeah, especially on YouTube, like that comment section. I, I'm not gonna moderate it. Like you, you guys can let the comment section be what it is. Good, yeah. good, bad, ugly. You know, bitch moans, complaints. You know, BMCs. Um, be be it what it is. Let it. I think the biggest thing for me that keeps from as we've talked about this is like literally like there will come times where I'm going through some mental anxiety or like a roadblock, and I literally have to just like figuratively or literally like look myself in a mirror and just be like, dude, you need to like, you need to get get this together. Like you need to figure this out because it's especially when you're you're married and you've got kids, it's no longer just about you. No, like every more or less every decision you make has an extremely big ripple on those closest to you. And I guess that's the best way to phrase it. Like there will always be, or maybe there are people that are close to you, whether that's family, kids, or, or, you know, whoever. But don't let yourself get in a dark place. Um, And don't hide that, you know. Don't don't think you have to swim this life alone in dark waters. Um, If you're having a hard time, reach out to somebody, somebody. anyone. And again, even if it's us, if somehow you feel like like maybe we can offer like words of encouragement if that's what it means you know like you know uh i don't need stalkers i'm just going to be completely honest i don't need those in my life i'm I'm super busy enough i can't track on that but uh i i don't want to see someone fall by the wayside this life is is regardless of the hard times this life is too beautiful there's too much left to experience and just don't don't stick yourself in a corner or in a closet, just open your eyes, go for a walk. For for me, a lot there's so much noise in the world that again, like my example of what I did this morning, no headphones, no music. Sometimes I'll walk down uh, Binder Park and just just like let let nature, let let Mother Earth just kind of like soak you up. You know, just soak it, let you soak it in. And for me, like just that that fresh, especially now that we're in the fall, like that crisp like mm-hmm. morning air. To me, like, that's the best feeling in the world to me, especially if they've just cut the grass the day before. <laughs> it's practically pure euphoria. But um, anyway, that, it's enough said about that. But no, I, that was a good topic you picked. I'm really, I'm really glad you kind of sent that. And I think uh, maybe we went down some rabbit holes, but I think, I think there's a lot of good stuff said. Yeah. So anyway, every, every one of y'all, I hope you uh, enjoyed it. I hope it was a good one. Again, like, comment, share, whatever needs to happen. But... You all have a good night and uh, catch you next week.